And I came to speak to somebody today who, who has some triumph in your life, but you've also got some trouble. You, you've got some joy in your life, but you've also got some sadness. Along life's way, along this journey that we're on, God does not promise that it will all be good. Now, he did say in Romans 8.28 that he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. But based on the construct of that sentence, I take it to mean that if he has to work all things together for the good, that assumes that everything is not good before he gets a hold of it. That means there must be some stuff that's good, some stuff that's not, and what he does is he takes what's living and what's dying and he makes it all work together for the good to bring forth his purpose in your life. Say amen to that. If you've lived a little while, if you've ever lost anything, if you've ever been hurting but had to smile, if you've ever had something to celebrate about, and if you wait until it's all good in your life to give God praise and to be happy and to celebrate victories and to have peace in your heart and to enjoy what God has given you, you never will because it's never all good. Always in our lives, there's something being born, there's something dying. I have to accept as the pastor of a church, there are always going to be new people coming in and some people leaving. God bless them both, because God knows the ecosystem of his intention for my life, and he knows how to make certain things leave and certain things come, but he'll never leave me alone. That's one thing I can count on, that whether something's dying or whether something's being born, God is superintending my life, and he sees every loss, and he sees every gain, and he measures all my pain, and he catches every tear, and he knows what to give it, give to me, and he knows when to give it to me, and he knows what he's assigned me, and he knows when to fulfill the order that he's placed on my life. That's verse one. Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty, and as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, the midwife said to her, if you got a female sitting next to her, touch her and say, call the midwife. So, I hate that show so much. I've never watched an episode. I think it's terrible. Um, the, the midwife said to her, don't despair, for you have another son. God answered your prayer, Rachel. Don't despair, for you have another son. Sometimes we need midwives and people in our lives to help us see that even though we're experiencing pain, God is fulfilling his promise. Yeah, sometimes we need people in our lives to say, I know you can't see it right now because this is so painful for you and this is costing you so much, but God is giving you what you prayed for. And so she reminds Rachel of that prayer and that promise, don't despair for you have another son. And as she breathed her last, something in your life is always breathing its last breath as something else is breathing its first. As her son cries for the first time, she cries her final tear in this life, and she breathed her last. And in her last words, with her last gasp, with the last breath in her body, as she was dying, she named her son Benoni. His father named him Benjamin. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Benoni. Benoni. I have I have a phobia. It's a rather strange one. So, go with me. 
I'm scared to ask people these days who are pregnant or expecting a child what they're planning on naming their child because these days 